0: So, it's nice to be mentioned in a Brian Draper email. It was, yes. What a lovely man. He's a lovely man. He's such a professional. You yeah, huh. said that last week. I was a bit hmm. hard. Yeah,
1: well. I'm I noticed he turns. doesn't mention
0: me, but he does mention you. And he talk. He calls you, <laughs> and I quote, the irrepressible Joe Davis. Yeah, I noticed that. Hmm. Is that another word for irritating?
1: <laughs> I think it might be, Sadly. <laughs>
0: One, two, episode one hundred and forty of the Mid Faith Crisis podcast. I have literally no idea what I'm doing. You're making <laughs> gestures at me. You see? You, you, no, no, don't. You, don't make this I about do it? me. Don't. Well, make it I about wasn't me. the one doing rude things down <laughs> Zoom. <laughs>
1: Listen, we both just arrived here. It's all a bit tense. I was breaking the ice with you. That's what I was doing. I was warming you up comedically.
0: Yes, well, I've,
1: been, I've <laughs> had war- enough of that over war- the years. you up more comedically. Y- yeah,
0: I know. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yes. So, how are you? I'm
1: all right. Yeah. Well, here we are. I mean, you know, it's just it's just another week. What's happening in the world? Is there something called Brexit going on at the moment? I think that's been the headlines. How how lovely how lovely to have that back. I tell you what, though, moving on from all that stuff, Mm. I've had an idea that I like to call crash your home group. (laughs) So I was thinking about this because, you know, who knows? I mean, it's really wonderful news that there's a vaccine and it's getting rolled out in the UK. We're all very excited about that. But let's Mm -hmm. face it, it's probably going to take six months, given our collective gift of administration as a country. So uh, and and not to mention it is quite no mean feat to vaccinate an entire population. So there's still going to be lots of lockdown and stuff. So I had this idea that I could crash people's home groups, you know, like right. on Zoom, because people aren't meeting in real home groups. They're doing it by Zoom. Mm. So I thought it'd be fun. I'd, you know, I'd put together a little, you know, hour-long session or something, or 45-minute session on mid-faith crisis sort of issues, and I could crash people's home groups. So if that's something you are... Because the idea for this came from speaking at that church. The other right. week, when there were lots of people, and I assume this is a very untypical church, there were lots of people who listened to the podcast. No, and by no. lots, I mean four or five, possibly.
0: Well, got
1: so, 25% you. <laughs> Exactly. So, so I'm thinking, if you've got a home group where there's more than a few of you who listen to the podcast, let us know, and uh, I'll come along on a Wednesday night and crash it. You
0: know, make a donation or something.
1: But that'd be great.
0: Well... So I, I'm get, trying to get my head around the concept. You, you, you want people to invite you mm-hmm. to sort of wreck their home group. Yes, basically. I will say spurt all
1: forms of heresy, and I don't know what. No, I won't. I'll be, no, I'll be I'll be fairly well behaved. <laughs> but if you think your home group would be interested in a, a yeah. sort of session around stages of faith, or you know, mid faith crisis, or you know, narratives of God, or whatever, then. Um, yeah, get in touch, joe, at midfaithcrisis.org.
0: Ah, oh, there we are. What a compelling what a compelling offer Well, that is. the thing
1: is, it'll keep me safe on a Wednesday night, and it keeps me out of harm's way, so...
0: Yeah, but there it you puts are. a lot of other people in harm's way, <laughs> is not it? <I> mean, it's, <laughs> well, it's not you I'm thinking about, it's <laughs> everyone else. I'm just trying to
1: do the thing, because we're doing these little things once a month on Soul Place now, on a Sunday, mm. but that's a Sunday morning. So I really need something midweek to keep me well behaved. So that would be good. Right, OK. So you're right. doing
0: Sunday morning service, are you?
1: Well, not. no, it's not a service. We're doing the faith questions thing. So it's like okay. an extension of stuff we talk about here, really. Right.
0: Okay. Only... So you're gradually, you're slowly coming back into it, aren't you? Slowly yeah. getting back in. Yeah, I know. Good in. Find I've one. seen you in the garden <laughs> by the pond. Just thinking just, about a baptism. Just holding a service. Holding <laughs> 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 one anyway. of those little tiny cups of wine that the Baptists oh, have. I know. Anyway. Well, it. that'd be good. So if you want to if you want Joe to crash your home group, uh, yeah, oh, good that. touch. That'd be great. Oh. Anyway, but other than that, are you are you okay? Yeah, I think so.
1: I think so. You know, getting ready for Christmas. We're doing that whole not really giving presents thing. So we went into Marks and Spencer to buy mm. something that obviously wasn't a present uh, this week. And, you know, did the normal kind of chatty chatty thing to mm. the person who took our money. And she's going, oh, doing your Christmas shopping. Have you got all your presents yet? And so we, you know, it's awkward. I said, well, mm. no, because we don't, you know, we don't really do, not really doing presents i mean we're going to eat and drink a lot with people but we're not really going to do the whole present thing and she she gave us that sort of mournful look yeah as if you sad pathetic old man i mean yeah. she may have a point but <laughs> well, there's a touch there's a touch of ethel about it isn't there we? wasn't time to explain <laughs> the whole concept and i came across as a right
0: old killjoy <laughs>
1: Yeah, we don't really do
0: presents, you materialistic, corrupt person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we're tight as anything. I didn't think we were doing presents, and then my mother sent me a hamper, so now I've got to think of something to get, you know, my mother, and that's quite
1: difficult, Well, why don't you eat the contents of the hamper and send the hamper back? (laughs) (laughs) I thought you'd like a hamper. Well,
0: it's... Yes, well, it's not so much a hamper as a box full of food. So I could just eat the contents and send the box back. Well, that's not really the same thing. Oh, I see. I suppose (laughs) as an 84-year-old woman, I'll get her the normal paragliding outing that she likes to do. (laughs) Brilliant. Uh, Look,
1: look, clearly we need to move on and we need to move fast. People haven't paid good money for this drivel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Talking of which... Thank yeah. you very much uh, to everybody who supports the podcast. Oh, I We've know. had some lovely donations recently, and that's really encouraging. It and, is. Uh, we're only sorry we can't offer you any value for money, but uh, <laughs> that was never part of the deal.
1: And just remind people what they get when they give to the podcast. They Nick.
0: get they get absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, except, <exactly. laughs> except the joy of knowing that you know they've made an impoverished writer <laughs> and a disgraced ex Baptist <laughs> minister. <laughs> marginally <laughs> less poor than they were exactly <laughs> a
1: few moments
0: before uh, thank you no we are we are exceptionally grateful and uh, it, really it does old. it does um, enable us to keep doing this stuff which is great yeah uh, another thing that you can do if you like the podcast or you might as well say now rather than leave it mm. to the end is you can mm. recommend it uh, either to a friend or to an enemy, or just a complete stranger. I mean, if you exactly. just got an access yeah. to a list of uh, email, I believe it's perfectly acceptable just to send those <laughs> links out. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, just recommend it, and also leave a review because uh, apparently Apple and all those things they take um, they take notice mm. of these things. So, so there's lots of ways you can get involved. Uh, but we're we're very grateful for anyone who engages in any way. Mm. Thank you very much. Here ends the public service announcement.
1: You are beautiful people. There is little or no doubt about that whatsoever. Before I go marching on with my feedback, it feels like it's all been about me. How are you?
0: Uh, I am uh, dying under deadlines and uh, diary things. You know, Mm. loads of different things to do. Doing quite a lot of PR, quite a lot of speaking about the book. Good. Do you know what? It's Spring Harvest Book Club book this month.
1: Is it? Yeah. You have really scaled the heights.
0: I know. The funny thing is, it's got this enormous innuendo in the title, and I, I just can't work <laughs> out why nobody's tweaked. Maybe I'm losing it's my good. touch. I think.
1: Anyway, maybe you are. yeah. So it's
0: so I've done interviews with that, and um, so there'll be quite a few going up on YouTube. I'm doing a, a talk tomorrow about it, which we'll we'll put a link in the show notes too, because I think you can mm. look at that. And um, yeah, so, so but it all means there's loads. Of things coming at me you know i don't handle this stuff very well like you know actually doing tasks that's not what i do no you don't and i've
1: noticed um, it makes you crabby irritable and unable to read the running order ahead of time
0: that's one of the ways <laughs> your busyness manifests. Listen, I've read your running orders before. It's really, barely worth the effort. So anyway, talking of which, let's get on with it. Shall yeah, we? Well,
1: we will get on. Now, we haven't been totally overwhelmed by responses to the book because I think, A, people just read it and love it and they have no questions, and B, they have bought it in time for Christmas and haven't read it yet. So uh, that explains that. However, we have had some good feedback, and here comes Andrews. And Andrew says this. Hi, Joe. He says, great show. I was interested in the letter you read out asking about how long a crisis of faith lasts. As I'd recently listened to an episode of Unbelievable talking about the psychology of conversions and deconversions and disaffiliation, the Christian deconversion researcher found a clear pattern of church conditions that catalyse disaffiliation or deconversion. I've never heard of deconversion. Have you? It's very interesting. Uh,
0: uh, yes, I have heard of it, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, there you are. I he don't says." Know about- disaffiliation that sounds yeah i know it's
1: interesting and he says uh he says i posted a a link to the blog but a few might pique your interest he says uh here are the things that sort of you know are common for people experiencing i guess deconversion legalism and group conformity isolationism seeing the world as other compulsive certainty and biblical literalism He says, I suspect that most of your listeners can relate to all of these, but there's a fifth one that might provoke more discussion. Spiritualism. Do supernatural forces significantly influence everyday events? He says, if you believe they do, then I think you can reassemble your faith once you've sorted out the problem of why a loving God allows the natural world to inflict misery on some people. If you don't believe in the supernatural, You can solve the problem of evil quite easily, but it's harder to explain what happened at the resurrection. If nothing supernatural happened, what's the evidence for Jesus being God? It was the supernatural thing that scuppered my ventures into faith, and I'd like to know if you think there is an expression of Christianity that works for people who don't believe in the supernatural. The easiest way around this is to point towards all the limits there are on our understanding of the universe, but this doesn't explain what actually happened at the resurrection. So you see what he's getting at there, don't you? Mm. He's, he's really asking a question about, you know, do you, do you believe in the supernatural? And can, mm. can Christianity exist without that belief? That's a good question.
0: It is a good question. I did like the mention of compulsive certainty in there. Yeah. I like that. I give me the impression of people wandering around being... I I can't help (laughs) being certain. I'm a compulsive certainty. (laughs) 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 I suffer from compulsive certainty. I can't help it. I don't want to be as certain as I am, but I just can't help myself. Um, Yes. There's lots of sort of background here, isn't there? I mean, it depends what you mean by supernatural and, and yes, I know. When I that question depends what you mean by significantly influence. When, yes. If you're asking, do supernaturally forces significantly influence everyday events? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know, really. I, well, I mean, I do know what I think, but I'm interested to know yeah. what what your yeah, well, take I, on well... this is. Well, I have a take on it,
1: and and um and the words ringing in my ears are your words from last week that said one of the reasons we perhaps aren't getting so many emails is we're not being controversial enough. So, <laughs> oh lord, <laughs> why did I say that? And so to answer your question, Andrew, yeah, I cool. think there definitely is a way of there definitely is a brand of Christianity that that doesn't have supernatural. Uh, beliefs in in that in the sense that I think you are meaning them. I mean, I'm a bit uncomfortable with the word because I'm not really sure what it means. What what I personally don't believe in is magic. I don't, you know, and I realise when I say that thousands of fairies are now dying, so I apologise, yeah, kids, but, yeah. you know, but I don't... Fairy killer. I don't really believe in, in magic, you know, in say a few magic words and this can happen, mm. you know, that, that sort of attitude to prayer, for example. I don't think, but I... But what exists for me undeniably is spirit i do think spirit is what glues the entire creation together matter in fact and that's the glory of the incarnation spirit and matter you know belong together are incarnate together and so so i think it is deeply possible to have a firm faith a firm following of following in the way of jesus without necess- you know and i know mm-hmm. many people who believe this they don't believe in literal miracles they wouldn't believe in a literal virgin birth they wouldn't even believe in a literal resurrection but that has not stopped them giving their lives to following jesus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they they have said what's important for them is the meaning of all these stories and they they feel they can they can t- fully imbibe the meaning of the resurrection and of the birth narratives of Jesus, and of the miracles of Jesus, and fully, you know, believe that they're really special and important stories that teach wisdom, without necessarily believing they have to be literalistic. Hmm. So there's... What do you think of them apples, then, Andrew?
0: Well, well, (coughs) I don't know what Andrew and his apples think. I think... um, Yes, we've talked about this before. I think I... Do believe in a literal yeah. uh, resurrection? And yes, I indeed. think p- Partly because I think that's that's exactly what the gospel writers are claiming. You know, they're they're not writing a set of metaphors. I don't think. Um And so, you know, I I kind of take that at their word. I think it is true to say though we most of us have have a sort of filter or have a, a you know mm. we have we have a group of things that we we're going well I'll accept that one. I'll accept those. Oh. I'll accept oh. those that one i'm not so sure about you know that was you yeah, know, right. there's a kind of there's a thing so so i think for a lot of christians it's you know the, the gospels will accept all those you know bits of genesis maybe not so you know do you know what i mean it's kind of what depends mm. on what the event is that we're being asked to to believe mm. i think um mm. but i think you're right i i mean supernatural is a tricky. It's a tricky word, yeah. Tricky term, you're right about that. And I think I do believe in the supernatural. But but I don't really believe it in terms of what people talk about ghosts and all that kind of, you know, that kind of stuff. I think that's a glib thing. I I believe it in terms of something over and above the natural world. Yes,
1: exactly. Yeah, exactly. Something
0: beyond it. Um I think that's really important. Yeah. And and and, and I I think I'm with you on that. And spirit is a good it's a good way of looking at it. Um you know, yeah. I do believe in the inexplicable. I do believe in things happening that I can't explain. I do believe in mystery and uh, I do believe in extreme events. And I I think I've, uh, you know, I think this is why I kind of go with the the gospel story, the gospel writers who Mm. are writing eyewitness, as they saw it, Mm. eyewitness testimony. This is what we saw. We can't explain it in any other way. Um, Mm. And I think it's important. For me, it fits together in terms of a whole kind of theological world view. But, uh, but it's certainly true that there is a, a a various expressions of Christianity that demythologize the whole thing, as they yes. just call it. Indeed, indeed. And I think I think that the world of science you
1: know helps us. I I think now because last thing I read and I and didn't understand about dimensions was that there's thirteen dimensions. Most of us are used to thinking in terms of. Three or four dimensions, four or five, Mm. perhaps, you know, forwards, backwards, upwards, you know, was it height, depth, breadth and time that comes in somewhere. Cheese. But yeah, cheese, the cheese. But if there's 13 dimensions and, you know, what they're learning at the sort of, um, you know, atomic level of how particles behave is absolutely mind blowing. I mean, mind numbing. Things are not as they seem. So it's, you know, we talked about this in terms of healing. You know, some people, mm. some people are miraculously. We view it as miraculously healed, but I'm sure there is actually an explanation from time to time that science will one day explain, perhaps. And yes, I believe in in mystery and mysticism, and uh, you know, and that's why I still pray. That's why I still pray for things to change. Mm. Um, yeah.
0: Oh, I mean, I think you know, we. If you want compulsive certainty, you should talk to a few scientists sometimes I think <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. my view and they're very sure about something well they're sh- slightly yeah. baffling
1: I yeah I, I, I find those nearly as annoying as fundamentalists because <laughs> fundamentalists well they are, are fundamentalists yeah aren't exactly they? that's the whole
0: point you can get fundamentalists about good, different things
1: good scientists are very humble and tentative mm. in their yeah. theories it seems to me
0: mm anyway yeah, well so thank you interesting question no, maybe we'll we'll uh, yeah. encourage some debate and come back to that maybe worth picking up again uh, later in the year towards easter would be a good time to do maybe think about the resurrection i guess yeah, i think
1: it would be okay um, okay and we've got one from nick here uh, of unspecified number i'm not sure which number nick he is but he says Hi gents, looking forward to getting hold of a copy of Nick's new book. I really enjoyed The Nearly Infallible History of the Reformation. He says I have a question about a Christmas tradition that may or may not be in it. Eggnog. Nog. <laughs> he says at a recent family Zoom quiz night, the question of where eggnog comes from came up. As I had only ever heard of this substance via American TV shows and had never had the opportunity to try it until I spent Christmas over there with my North American in-laws, it is foul, they are lovely, I assumed it to be of American origin and so answered the USA. However, I was surprised to hear that the answer is, in fact, England. So my question is, how exactly did this originate and why is it that it's much more prevalent in North America than over here? Many thanks. Nick, he says, sticking to the mulled wine with a double scotch after midnight mass. (laughs) Glassy. <laughs> I
0: like it. <laughs> uh well, here's the thing. Uh, yeah. I have to say eggnog does not feature in the book. Um oh. for, I've already had eggnog. I I I I think, I'm right in saying, however, that it's um it is originally a British dish and it would be what's called a posset, which is a kind of um a mixture of milk and um and, and mixed with ale or wine, and then normally spiced, I think, with various spices. You know, it's like a... That does like a hot, horrible. It's like a hot milk laced with other stuff. Um, yes, it is, and it, I think they would put eggs in it as well. I'm not, yeah, I'm not really say, sure. Does, does Advocar form part of it? I don't Well, no, advocates what we used to, That's right. So my yeah. grandmother always used to have what she called a snowball. Snow- we Christmas have a snowballs in our house. Do you? Love a snowball. That's, that's a snow- like Advocar and lemonade, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a <laughs> bit of gin and lime juice. Yeah, uh, you got it. <laughs> oh, you've, oh, you've varied it with the
0: normal <laughs> addition of gin and lime juice. So I think... <laughs> I think posset comes from I think I think I'm right in saying eggnog sort of comes from posset background because it's a similar thing. It's a it's a sort of thicky. Mm. I don't really know. It's not really our tradition. I, do, I mean, it, there is a lot of that kind of stuff though around warming stuff around Christmas. So the, the most traditional Christmas food, if you really wanted to go to traditional, was a place a, a thing called frumenty, frumenty, which was um, uh, it's like a porridge made out of wheat. Which is spiced with with um, sort of dried fruit and things oh. like that they would put in it, and they would they would have frumenty, and, and frumenty and eventually sort of turns into by some strange culinary evolution into sort of Christmas pudding or uh, plum pudding, um, oh. but it. Yeah, I, I've yet okay, to OK, you, you, you've that. gone off track now. I mean,
1: the point well, is, there's only one expert Christmas historian around here, and it's not me. And the question is about eggnog, so, you know. Uh, well, I'll there we are. Well, go and find egg- out about Eggnog's eggnog.
0: not in the book. from is. There you go.
1: <laughs> it's in Baubles too. coming to a bookstore near you soon.
0: Yes. More, I can't believe they're not baubles, people <laughs> <we'll> call it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so... Um, Now I think you've
1: said you've you've got an
0: email. Is that right? Yes. No, I have got an email. Yes, we didn't. You say we haven't got any questions. Well, I've got a question here. This is from our old friend, the correspondent Ethel. Oh, I know she's back, everybody, and she's written in to say, "Dear Reverend and Mrs. Davis, I believe that you are soliciting questions about the latest batch of heretical drivel that one of you has published." well i have a number of questions the main one being why do you even bother <laughs> this is especially pertinent because i believe the book is about that most papist of so-called festivals christ tide as i've previously explained to you here at the stone the heathen tabernacle of grace we object to anything with the word mass in it i recently had to perform an exorcism on my fridge when i discovered i had accidentally bought a tub of mascarpone at the corner shop <laughs> <laughs> This is not to say that we don't observe some traditions at this time of year. We do gather in small groups and go from house to house, blessing the people by A, carol singing, and B, burning down any Christmas trees we can lay our hands on. After all, everyone knows the tree is a pagan tradition. Or is that another thing that you woolly liberals have embraced? Yours in him, with that, under a pair of those, and just behind the gasworks, Ethel's sad old person's bracket misses. (laughs) Lovely to hear from Ethel. Yeah, so that's a question about Christmas trees, but I think you're saying we've got another email about that, have we not? Yes, 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 Neil,
1: Neil. He says this. Hi there, Joe. That wasn't a command. That is no, I was sc- I'm, just, just I, I'll get up now. Yeah. Thanks very much. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: Sorry. I was myself. <laughs>
1: Neil says, uh, so hi there, Joe. Nick, I've finished Nick's book, which is very enjoyable and easy to read. Two points to make. He says, one, congratulations on managing to get Tony Stark, he of Iron Man fame in the Marvel movies, into such a book. And two, yeah.
0: you're welcome.
1: Yeah, good. (laughs) It was funny. Uh, Two, he says, please can you consider a warning on any reprints? One truly lovely memory of my youth was lying on the floor underneath the Christmas tree and staring up at it in wonder at all the sparkles and the lights. I was slightly freaked out then to now learn the suggestion that the tinsel on the tree is meant to denote snakes from the story (laughs) of Adam and Eve. I still have nightmares about snakes sometimes, even now. Good job I didn't know this little truth when I was a young lad. He says, so many thanks for keeping me and many more... Uh,
0: going in these dark days thank you Neil well trees I see one of the things that's interesting well firstly I haven't suggested that tinsel is really snakes I'm just saying that the origin of Christmas trees uh, goes goes back to about um, 1419 the earliest ones 1419 in Latvia and uh, probably originates with Adam and Eve plays mystery plays performed on Mm. on Christmas Eve which was the festival Mm. of saints Adam and Eve I don't know how they became saints but anyway this right. is a big comeback isn't it for them well done <laughs> what yeah, that's great Um, and and so you know if you really and, and there's some countries they are still known I think as paradise trees so you know obviously the, if, if you're going to perform a play of Adam and Eve you've got to have a tree oh, they're yes, not going to get an apple tree at that time of year so the fir trees and they would hang fruit on it and some they would hang sort of sweet meats or biscuits or whatever Um mm small cakes turnips in one country they're hung i mean that is a disappointing christmas That's, decoration is that, it not that a turnip is yeah biscuits i can go along with come on children come around the tree and help yourself to a turnip <laughs> uh yes yeah, so, i mean they uh, uh, and after a while they get brought into the houses so the, the probably christmas tree probably originates with uh with the mystery plays and and a thoroughly sort of christian biblical context as it were so I don't know why Ethel's burning them because she's, well, I do. I was going to say, burning.
1: because I have certainly heard the, uh, the rumours that these were all pagan in origin. Mm. Mm. Yeah.
0: Well, well, it's one of those themes that we mentioned last time. It's the theme oh. of if it looks pagan, it must be pagan. But I yeah. think the question maybe we could just think about is why, do, why did um, really sort of post-Reformation, I suppose, Christians, including Catholics actually, think that mm. was pagan? Think that greenery is pagan. It's an yeah, interesting it's thing. Why, yeah. why do we associate it with that? You know, th- there is this anxiety about uh, anything like that. You know, there's <laughs> anxiety
1: about nature, about living is, on a planet that has well, trees there is. on it. <laughs> there is.
0: There is. I think partly it's to do with the uh, trees in the Bible are quite often yeah. sort of places of worship. You know, yeah. they're, they're, they're yeah. sort of Asherah poles or whatever. See, even so, the Bible's pagan. I know, a load <laughs> of pagans in the Bible. Actually, a load of pagans in the Bible, most of them running Israel for most of the time, but anyway. Um, so, so there is a kind of uncertainty about sort of that thing. And I think uh, the northern Germanic tribes, um, you know, all in forests, so they did have uh, they did have sacred groves, but they were mainly oak trees, I think, if anything. Um I just think it's really interesting. Why were people suspicious of it? And it's that kind of hmm. thing that it doesn't look Christian enough. I think yeah. it just looks too <laughs> interesting ordinary. Yeah.
1: So an- what another What does something need to be to look a bit more Christian?
0: I don't know. Well, There's you a know, bit JC on it. it. It's a fir <laughs> tree for a start. You see, so obviously it's not a. You know, it's, it's not an olive tree. If it's an olive tree, maybe you, know, ah, you yes. could Christianize yeah. it. But but. But, yeah, it's a, it's a kind of odd thing. And I think that more and more we, hopefully, one of the things that the book will do is, is encourage people to say, well, actually, sort of nature is, this kind of symbolism it's is fine. It's yeah. fine. It's <laughs> legitimate. It's okay. <sighs> you know, actually, yeah. you know, one of the other things that, that um, you hear a lot, for example, is that any kind of, of the greenery that's referred to around mm. Christmas is also a pagan thing. Mm. So, you know, the holly yeah. and the ivy. Mm. A very very strange carol. Yes, it's, it's called the Holly and the Ivy. The Ivy only appears in verse one. After that, it's all Holly. It should really be called the Holly, the Holly, the Holly, the Holly, and more Holly. You know. Yeah. Anyway, a but tiny it, bit of Ivy. Yeah, <laughs> Ivy mentioned at the beginning to say how rubbish Ivy is, which is true actually, because I got Ivy in my garden. It's horrible. Anyway, the thing is, the, wrens the Holly don't and the Ivy. That, are, they do they? So it, well, they, they <laughs> like it. Yeah. The, uh, the Holly and the Ivy is is seen as sort of pagan again. They'll often hear it mm. said, "Oh look, it's forest, it's it's you know, it's going out into the woods, it's a pagan thing." Mm. But it all comes from pretty much from that that Carol or those types of poems. Why? Mm. Because actually, the churches were full of Holly and Ivy. <laughs> they they bought them in at Christmas. Why did they bring them in? Because it looks nice. It's just <laughs> nowhere <what> else <laughs> yeah, it's is just growing. it's a nice thing to do. It is. <laughs> so you know. Sometimes we do things because they're nice things to do. (laughs) And that in itself is religious enough. You know, it's fine. You don't have to
1: claim it as Jesus did this. Yeah, he always took Holly in at Christmas on his birthday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly, you know, why do we do this? We don't actually have to do this. We could say, oh, look, this is lovely. Let's bring it into the church. And and in fact, there was, uh, you know, there was almost kind of a rule of what you dressed your church with in terms of... um, uh, greenery, you oh, okay. you changed it at a certain point and brought in certain different things, oh. and it's all to do with what's growing at the time. To be honest, right. but but you know, symbolism did grow out of it. I just found that really interesting thinking about the whole Christmas thing about that. Yeah. The almost um, the difficulty we have with just yeah. the ordinary. It doesn't seem sacred enough to us. Doesn't funny, it Doesn't seem Christmas enough to us, you know.
1: But I guess, you know, living as we do on a planet that actually has seasons Mm. to do with the axis of our planet and spinning around our sun, Um, you know, I guess primitive tribes and older tribes have always been drawn to symbolism and to nature and to its fruits and its things. So I can see where this anxiety comes from because we're all doing it. But why should Christians... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Reject something so good and so basic and so fundamental yeah. and primal, you know why why not embrace nature in all its fullness and bring it into the churches and celebrate it and all the rest of it
0: indeed, and it also presupposes that everything done before Judaism or before Christianity is in and of itself wrong or united <laughs> yeah. or evil or whatever yeah. well that that can't be the truth I mean. Human beings are religious animals, I believe. You mm. know, the earliest structures we have, uh, well, actually the earliest structure we have is a wall, but the earliest structure we have that's more interesting than a wall is um, a temple mm. in Turkey, um, mm. a place called, uh, I think it's called Gubleki Tepe, which means- You've just invented that. No, I think it means Potbelly Hill. It's great. <laughs> anyway, and it's a temple. So nearly all the older structures that we have are temples. So right. the, you know a sense of connection yeah. to something bigger than yourself, a sense of the numinous, a sense. Of, and and now yeah. you might say, yeah, you oh know, well, now we've got science because so we don't have to appease oh. the Nile God or whatever. Uh, but I don't think that feeling actually has gone away from people. Well, maybe I, this know. links back to what we were talking about at the beginning. It's evidence of sense, spirit, yeah, a sense of mystery. Sense of need to connect, and I think you can do that in any in any number of ways. And um, maybe it's time to rediscover sort of greenery in the church. Uh, You know, it's quite good because I think, uh, like, um, flower rangers have a very bad sort of name in church. They're seen as something very ancient, uh, you know, old fuddy duddy, and and they can be a little bit fearsome. I'll be honest. Yeah, Yeah. they can do horrible things to you with a set of florist wire if you cross them. But (laughs) But it and might a damp be.
1: oasis. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, nothing worse than a damp oasis. <laughs> but in a way, you know, flower rangers are just doing what Christians actually have done since about the fourth century. They're just bringing greenery into the church.
1: Great. More power to the flower rangers. Indeed. That's what I yeah. say.
0: Yeah. So there we go. Nothing very profound this week, I'm afraid. I'm a bit, you know, I'm a bit <laughs> up against it in terms of profundity. <laughs> but I think. It, I think what we could do is bring some greenery into your house if you've got anywhere near. If not, go and yeah. nick somebody's tree. No, don't do that. But go and, you know, I think that's a good thing to do. I've been trying to consciously do that this time with a, yeah. a wreath, advent wreath and things like that. Again, a very yeah. recent tradition, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, do it anyway. Bring some greenery into your house. It's a good thing to do.
1: That is a great thing. Thank you. Turf no, thank your, you. Turf your office now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: For, for christmas yeah. <laughs> anyway. i'm just off to mow the living room dear <laughs> <laughs> anyway listen
1: thank you everyone we didn't do any of this serious stuff which you may have noticed was on the running order advent darkness light inner reality works patience new growth hope we do that all next week
0: that's fine oh, you just finish now i didn't actually read the running order
1: <laughs> that's normal it doesn't matter you said what really matters which was thank you to our listeners for giving to us because we love you dearly. And uh, you invented some place in Turkey, which was quite amusing.
0: Yeah, okay, good. Well, of us or whatever well, it is. Well, it's past the time, hasn't it? And
1: <laughs> yes. It's a free download. <laughs> what else are you going to do in, da- in <laughs> lockdown,
0: frankly? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we will be back next week.
1: I imagine. <laughs> I should think so with a, you know, what I hope will be the Christmas special because presumably we're not going to be back the following week because it'll be Christmas, it'll be Boxing Day,
0: won't it? Oh, OK. I think I so. We could talk yeah. about the origins of Boxing Day if you want, but I fear we might just about have exhausted this <laughs> Please <second>. stop. OK. <laughs> All right. Okay. See you next week.
1: See you then. Bye.